everybody, welcome to another episode of the Successful Women's TV Show. My name is Galit Ventura Rosen. I am co-founder of Everyday Women TV, a professional speaker and a commercial real estate broker. Today, I am very excited to have joining me one of my fellow commercial real estate brokers. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you for having me on the show. It's so much fun. Obviously, we're doing this on StreamYard and we're not doing it live, but Kathy's right down the street, literally. And we meet for coffee. We see each other at events and I'm loving having you on. And I'm excited to talk about our topic today, entrepreneur versus employee mindset. It's going to be a lot of fun. So first, I'm going to share a little bit about Kathy and then we're going to jump right into the topic because we want to make sure we take advantage of our time together so you can learn how to change your mindset from being an employee to an entrepreneur. So here we go. Kathy Quo, commercial real estate investor and broker. Elite Commercial Real Estate is your company. And we also talk about, we're going to be talking a little bit about real rich woman. Kathy is a real estate broker, investor, and entrepreneur with over 12 years of experience in commercial real estate leasing and sales, asset management, which means she started when she was 12, just like me, <laughs> and 1031 exchanges, as well as business development and strategy. As the child of first-generation immigrants, we have that in common, too. Oh, I love that. We've talked about that. Kathy's a living example of the American dream and began her career in real estate working alongside her mother since she was in high school. The early start provided her with an understanding of the industry as she began to analyze and help underwrite investment opportunities, as well as translate contracts for her mother since she was a teenager. I love that. I don't think I knew you started working with your mom. Yeah, I started working with my mom when I was very young because her, you know, English is her second language. And so she'd be like, read this for me. What does it say? Oh <laughs> my gosh. I, I did not realize how many parallels we have. with. Yeah, we have a lot in common. When yes. Well, I started working with my dad when I was 18 on and off yeah. because he was a general contractor. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So I'm really excited to get going, Kathy. I don't want to take away any time from your valuable golden nuggets that you're going to provide. Let's first and foremost start. Why did you choose to start your own business at such a such a young age? Um, so I was grateful and fortunate to have built my family business together really young. And so by the time I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I was pretty stabilized financially, like financial freedom per se. And so I realized like having this opportunity, I wish I could do that and help others basically. And I know we're on the same page and in alignment with that. But one of my things is that when when you're doing things just for yourself and that hustle and grit is driving you, it gets you so far. It might get you to your first 100,000, maybe your first 200,000. But to reach that seven-figure income, which is what a lot of business owners strive to do, you really have to focus on serving and impact. So who can you help? Who can you uplift? Like, What can you do for both yourself and others that fulfills you on a deeper level than financial success? Because we all, I think, success, when you reach financial success, you reach that point, you're like, okay, that's it. Like, you know, I checked the box, but I don't feel that fulfillment. I don't feel that thing in my heart that like makes me want to like get up every day now because it's like, okay, I achieved my financial goal, but now what can I do? And now it's time. I think I call it making an income while making an impact. And that's mm -hmm. what drives me. I love I that. I love that. So I want to share, kind of go back a little bit to some of the great things that you said. 
though absolutely some people when they reach a financial goal they're like okay wait i want to do more most of the people that you and i know are like that <laughs> because we want to have a purpose and and yeah. it drives us mm -hmm. but one of the things that i will never do is reach a financial goal and be like okay i'm good oh, yeah no. <laughs> i'm one of those people that i'm like okay i reached this let's go to the next one I yes. reach this, let's go to it's so much fun but i think everything you said also makes everything more fun for us yeah. right yeah. we're hard workers we're hustlers mm -hmm. by oh, yeah. we grew up in families that they worked hard to get where they are today mm -hmm. we weren't born with golden spoons in our mouth even though people from the outside go and make all these assumptions yeah so my question to you is what do people do when all of a sudden they get that feeling like, I want to do more. I love it. I think that, and that's part of that entrepreneur mindset. I, I have a lot of friends. I'm in mastermind groups with seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. And my, many of my mentors are on the next level, eight figures. And, you know, I'm not quite there yet. That's my next goal, right? I've, I've hit the seven figure milestone. My next goal is the eight figure milestone. Yay! Yeah. And so one of the things I realized is we all gamify it a little bit. It's like if you're playing a video game, right? You don't want to be like, oh, I beat level one. No, you want to be like, oh, level one. Let me beat level two. Let me beat level three. And you yeah. make it fun for yourself. And that's, I think, exactly what you said. Like, we actually enjoy it. So I think when you start to enjoy the journey and the process and you're in your passion and purpose, it's very different than when you're just striving towards a monetary goal and you're waiting for that one day. Like, I enjoy the everyday and being with the people and helping people and I think we're, again, in alignment with regard to that. Yeah, doing. and I think a lot of it is really stems from loving what you do. And let's go back to this entrepreneur versus employee mindset. Yeah. And we've all heard it. I'm going to my nine to five. Yeah. Or, oh, thank God it's Friday. Oh, I hate Monday. Right? Yeah. Kathy, we've all heard it. You and I pretty much have not lived that Let's let me go back. We have not lived that as much as people that are employees. We're human and we live that sometimes too. Yeah. But I really like to be honest and open. No, we don't love every single thing we do every single day. We're called humans. I yeah. still got to do the dishes and I still got to pay the payroll. And sometimes not everything we do is fun. Mm -hmm. But what is that one thing that you would say if you had to pick like the number one thing that you would say to an employee versus an entrepreneur that that mindset thing that is different between an employee and an entrepreneur so i think the biggest thing is extreme personal accountability it's actually one of our core values and it's like you know that that's one thing in interviewing and speaking with and being friends with a lot of entrepreneurs i realized like extreme personal accountability so Everything in my life is a result of my actions and choices. I don't play victim. So it's the victim versus accountability, right? I don't blame other circumstances. I don't blame other people. I know that whatever is in my life is because I choose to have it in my life. Mm. That's how you live a life by design as opposed to by default, right? You're not a victim of circumstance anymore. Do you know, I interviewed a fabulous woman a few weeks ago that she used the words life by design too. I love it. Yeah. I love that you said that because that just for someone like me resonates so much life by design. Okay. So now let's go back to that employee, that employee that, that dreads Monday mornings is excited for Friday afternoons, doesn't love what they do, but is terrified to take that step towards being an entrepreneur. What would you say to them? 
I would say you can do it in a way that you mitigate the risk, right? And so before I really launched my own business, I was basically, I mean, I was a co-founder, but I was also technically an employee of my family's business, right? So I wasn't the owner per se. And so I kept that. I stayed with my family business until I built my other businesses to a point that it could sustain my lifestyle, which honestly that meant working seven days a week, 14 to 16 hour days. I didn't take a vacation for over two years. And so people see my lifestyle now and they're like, oh my God, like, you know, that's so great. I was like, yeah, but I, I sacrificed for many years to get to this point. And so you have to be willing to, you know, embrace the suck a little bit when you're in your building stages, I think. Um, and so I think that's what it is. Like, so you mitigate the risk. I, I still kept my, you kept, keep your day job. You do it on the nights and weekends. I love that. I, there's a show on TV right now and I think it's called get rich or something like that. And I started watching it and basically they're bringing money coaches into the everyday people and teaching them how to do what you're talking about, where make smart decisions and, and, Focus on what you need to do to get where you want to go. So there's this woman that started her own business two months ago and her husband has a job. They do pretty well together. They probably make about 100, 150,000 together, but it's really neat because they're an open book on the show. And this woman made $2,500 her first month in business and 8,000 her second. She went and bought an $1,800 purse the second month that she Uh, made money. And I wanted to pull my hair out. Now, ladies, I'm not knocking the purses. I love purses. Mm -hmm. For me, my brain went, why? Why wouldn't you take that $1,800, invest it back in your business and make $10,000 the next month, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason I bring that up is I think that that's an employee mindset. I made money. I'm going to go spend it. I'm curious to hear what your thought is about that example. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page as you. I've lived way below my means for years. Um, I house hacked and had roommates throughout my 20s until my net worth, my personal net worth, not not my family, was well over seven figures. So I think I didn't even like calculate my net worth. And one day I was doing a personal financial like planning thing for trust. And they're like, what's your net worth? Like, like, you know, allocate what are your all your assets and I was like oh and I was like I still live with roommates (laughs) you know so I lived way below my means for so many years and even today like I have one of these homes where it has a ADU essentially like those casitas and so I rent that out it's almost like living in a duplex but that's also smart business yeah and so just living way below your means and having that and exactly reinvesting you know I have businesses I've like some businesses I've had for three years and I never pulled profit out it's always reinvesting keeping that money in there and building it that way. So I'm, I'm on the same page, but I would say, you know, if you do like the purses, like one of my first side hustles in college was actually my first entrepreneurial adventure on myself um, was flipping purses. So if you like buying them, if you like the feeling that it gets, buy it and then sell it for a profit. I know, right? Okay, so I'm going to share a and cute story. Oh my God, I love that. Okay, so I'm going to share a cute story with my purse story because everyone has a purse story if you like them. Is yeah. um. You know, I before I even went into coaching or any of this online stuff, I had already had my business for I don't know how many years, probably like 17. And I never looked at it as I'm making this much in my commercial real estate business. And so I can spend money to do things. I always looked at it per business. So I'll give you an example. One of my first one of my first really big coaching clients, she wrote me a check for $14,000 up front for six months. 
And I was so proud of myself that I went to the coach store, but it was the outlet store. And I bought three or four purses at the coach store, which is not Louis Vuitton or anything like that. And I walked in there and I was so happy to spend that five or $600 to walk out, even though I was already good with my commercial real estate, Kathy, it wasn't about that. It was, I just got a check for $14,000. I finally deserve to celebrate because I've already put three years into my business and every dollar I made into my coaching went right back into my business again. Yeah. So I love that you're really sharing. So let's go over a few of these tips real quick. If you really had to pull out the tips of how to become an entrepreneur, how to have an entrepreneur mindset versus an employee mindset, throw out some of those keywords for me. Like throw out some tips or? Yeah, just because you said you already gave great tips, but what are those words? Like one of them is invest in your business. Uh One of them was hustle. What are some of the other words? Uh, education over entertainment. Amazing. So instead of having TV for Netflix, you know, series, start watching documentaries, start watching TED Talks, start listening to podcasts, start watching things like what we're doing right now that's educational and that fills your brain and your mind with ideas, inspiration, and tactical strategies. And so that's kind of, yeah, that's one thing. Educational over entertainment. Now, I'm not telling you to give up your show. I'm mm-hmm. just telling you to incorporate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. What yeah, other so, things? Um, so I think the time management is huge, is what I realized with a lot of entrepreneurs, no matter what industry you're in, is like when, especially when they come from being an employee for so long and they transition full time, all of a sudden they're like, there's no one telling me what to do. There's no one telling me to show up for work. And then things don't get done. <laughs> right. So one tactic I've learned is uh, time boxing. And I've learned that it's a little bit different than time blocking in that, like, you actually set limits for how much time you spend on the project. Because a lot of us have this, like, perfectionist, like, oh, my God, it has to be perfect. But there's no perfect in entrepreneurship. We know that. It's it's a pivot as you go. It's a refine as you go. You just sometimes have to meet a deadline. And so realizing, hey, I can only allow myself to spend two hours on this. And whatever I get to that two hours, that's going to be the product. And I'm not going to spend 20 hours on this. Or I won't get the 10 other things on my to-do list done. Yes. I love that. I've never heard that method. And I think that's brilliant, especially for the perfectionists out there, which I know is nobody watching or listening. (laughs) So tell your friends. Uh, That was one of my biggest challenges being a self-professed perfectionist to recognize that I had to let go of it or I was never going to get anywhere. Is there any other things that you can think of that this these employee versus entrepreneur mindset we should share? Yeah, I think, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but collaboration over competition is- Yes. Obviously we're both in the commercial real estate industry and just like you, like we both have friends and we both have colleagues and I actually cross refer business with other people in the industry, which people are like, with your competitors? I was like, well, I have my niche and specialty and they have theirs. So like, if I'm not the best fit, like, and that's where- that's how I built a completely referral based business. And I'm, you know, similar, I think to you is that clients appreciate that. They're like, if, if I can help them, I'm the best person. I'm happy to help. But I'm like, if I'm not, I'll be like, you know, I think this is better for a colleague of mine who specializes in something like cannabis, right? That's such a unique product type. And there's so many regulations and I don't know all of them. So I'll be like, this person is a cannabis specialist. I'm not, if you're looking for cannabis real estate, there's a million and one restrictions I think you should work with her or him or whoever it is. Totally agree. 
we have this society mindset that there's only so much success available. And that if we share the success, we don't get any. And it's the most craziest, ridiculous thing. There's no limit on success. There's no limit to how much money people can make because you're making a million doesn't mean I can't. That part really makes me crazy. And I also really struggle with the cutthroatness of women in, in some corporate yeah. And in industries, I don't understand it. And I also believe that was society bred where yeah. men, excuse me, going back because I love men. Some people have created this idea that yeah. we're supposed to compete with each other. And no. so I love that you said that because collaboration is one of my favorite things. Spotlighting successful women to be more successful is more one of my favorite things. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And what um, you're saying is exactly the abundance mindset that kind of goes hand yes. in hand. Like I would say abundance versus a scarcity mindset, right? And in corporate environments, if you're an employee, you think like, oh, I want to get that promotion for the manager. I want to get that promotion for whatever. So I have to compete because there's only one promotion. But when you're an entrepreneur, you realize, just like you said, there's more than enough for everyone to be successful is what I've realized as an entrepreneur, because it's like, I, the analogy I I share is like, it's like dating, right? Like you don't want to marry everyone you date. You didn't want to, obviously you want to marry one person. Right. And so it's similar, like you, the clients and customers that are meant for you and your business are in alignment with you, are your people, are your tribe. And so you're not competing with that other person because you're you and they're them. And we all have our unique attributes. So, Amen. Oh, I love. Let's end right there. That was perfect. I want you to share, please, about this group that you have on Instagram. So ladies that are listening can follow and be inspired and get a lot of the support and collaboration that we're talking about, please. Sure. Yeah. The, so it's called Real Rich Woman. It's uh, And basically the idea is to share content around twofold. One is how to build a real estate business and become a top agent. So it's a lot of strategies on business development and mindset and things like that. And then the other part that we're going to start, and we've been doing some of is how to invest, right? A lot of women, they don't know how to invest. They want to invest, but they don't have the guidance or the mentorship. So how do you get into your first investment to how do you scale to a seven figure portfolio to how do you scale to an eight figure portfolio eventually? And that's kind of be the goal of those. I love that. I love that. I'm so glad that you're doing that. That's a love of ours. I know we didn't talk a lot about commercial real estate today, but being two girls in an industry that's predominantly male, making our mark, amen, working our little booties off to do it. Or I don't know if I should say a little booty, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Mine. Yeah. But um, I think that I love that I was able to connect with you, first of all, to have you on my show and spotlight all the amazing things you're doing. Ladies, please make sure that you follow Kathy. Please make sure that you follow the group and reach out to her if you're looking to up-level your real estate. She can work with people all over the world, all over the United States. Real estate is real estate. So if there's anything that you need, please reach out to her. And if you're looking to invest, she can help you with that too. And Kathy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for watching another episode of the Successful Women's TV show. And if you're listening, thank you for listening. We appreciate you here every day and on Everyday Women TV. Bye, everybody.